0: Good morning. Good morning. morning. Waking with the Word. Start the day in the Word. Give yourself a shake and grab yourself a coffee. And a cup of tea. Waking Waking with the Word. Good morning. Welcome to another Waking with the Word. We are still in the series, Finding the Kingdom of Heaven After Easter. Today, I want to go through a few more of these people and talk about what actually happened to them after Easter and because of Easter. We've spoken a lot about Peter. I've spoken about Peter and how he learned to agape. He saw an example in Jesus of what agape really meant. Jesus had said to him, get ye behind me, Satan. When Peter tried to defer Jesus from the cross, when Peter tried to start a fight, With the soldiers who came to Jesus, to take Jesus and to crucify him, Jesus showed Peter a different way, a way that Jesus preferred. Now, that way was not always to just fluffy love everyone, but it was to do what the Father wanted him to do. Jesus's love was to be real. It was to be genuine, but it was to be obedient to the one who is love and that is God. Jesus does this always in such a loving way. He picks up the ear of the soldier and he puts it back on the soldier, or the servant, sorry, of the high priest, even when that servant was there with the high priest to murder Jesus. Even though Jesus was going to be crucified, he cared for the servant of the high priest. Peter learned that God's way is bigger than his ways, that God's thoughts are higher than his thoughts and Peter saw this worked out right in front of him. Peter learned that God's way of doing things is different to Peter's passion but that Peter could put his passion into God's way of doing things. Jesus said blessed are the meek. The word meek means to have power but to control it It doesn't mean to be weak, it means to be able to control your powers, to control your passion and to put them into something that God wants you to put them into. Instead of exploding, you stop, you pray, and you listen, and then you move. Mary, Mary was told at the tomb not to hold on to Jesus. She wasn't to hold on to the earthly man. Now, we believe that Mary had held on to many earthly men. But she wasn't to hold on to the earthly Jesus. And the reason he gives her is that I haven't gone to my father yet. That's always confused me. Because he let Thomas touch him. But he says to Mary not to. What's the difference here? The difference is in the words used for touch. Jesus tells Mary in our English translation not to touch him, for he's not yet been to his heavenly father. In other translations, it says, do not hold on to me. But later in the same passage, John 20, Jesus tells Thomas to touch his side, and to put his finger through the hole in his hands. But Jesus uses two very different words. In fact, he uses three. For Mary, the word touch means to be attached to. It can mean other things as well, but it means there's a connotation of anyway, being attached to. He says, "Mary." Do not be attached to me as I am, for I've not gone to the Father yet. However, with Thomas, the wording is, Bring your finger and see, or behold, look at my hands. Bring your hands, or your finger, and put them in my side. And the word put means to go through. So you see, for Thomas, it was very different than with Mary. For Thomas, he was to see, he was to understand. The word literally means to assure. It's a word that means to behold, as I've already said. Thomas was to understand something. He was being given the evidence that Jesus had risen from the dead. Like I said yesterday, when the power of God comes upon us, we become evidence. We don't always become a mouthpiece. We become evidence of what God can do. Jesus was showing Thomas the evidence. But there's a very big lesson to learn here. Because Jesus was also evidence to Mary. Mary. But he said to Mary, don't be attached to the evidence because I've not gone to my father yet. When he ascends into heaven, he promises the comforter. The word for the comforter is the consoler as well. And he says that that comforter or that consoler that we know is the Holy Spirit will give us power. The power of God is not found when you become sentimental and overly attached to anything on earth, even the evidence of what God is doing. In churches nowadays, you have preachers who proclaim the greatness of their church. Don't get me wrong, THE church. THE church is a very powerful entity, especially and only when led by the head. But we can get overly attached to the evidence of God's power on earth and the place or the person or the mission or the cause can become the important thing that we become attached to. So much that we become detached from the power, from the presence, from the real person who is God. Jesus stood in all his resurrection glory and said, Do not become attached to this. Yes, this is something God has done. But you, Mary, you are to receive power when I go to my Heavenly Father. The power is not in the things of earth. The things of earth are changed because of the power of God. Someone once said to me, people rely too much upon faith. They think faith is what makes the miracle They forget, the Bible says, have faith in God, for God is the one who does the miracle. I can have all the faith in the world, but it won't make him do what I want him to do. Faith is persuasion and persuasion of the things that God says to us. Persuasion of the things that God wants. The word touch is interesting in the Bible. I've often studied it because there are so many scriptures about touch. Go back to the Garden of Eden, as I usually do quite often, and you find that God told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit. But when Eve speaks to the serpent, she says, we must not eat it nor touch it lest we die. Jesus is known as saying, When two people agree as touching something on earth. And there's a scripture many times in the Bible that says, come away from them and do not touch the unholy thing. For God, touching and eating are metaphorical. To touch something is to be attached to it. If I come away from something that is unholy, I have to detach myself from that. And an unholy thing is often something that's took the place of God. It's either something God has told me not to do, or I've not asked God about. And in that very instant, as I have done before in my life, I put that thing in the place of God or in front of God in my life, for I will do it no matter what he says then that thing is more important than him and it becomes unclean because anything in front of him is not going to do me any good in my mental, emotional, psychological and definitely not my spiritual life. But Thomas was not to become attached to Jesus. Thomas was to see what what God was doing with and through Jesus. Thomas was to learn, Thomas was to understand. This is a very different action to holding on to or becoming attached to. Through what God does on earth, I can see his tremendous power and become more attached to him, my altogether lovely one. Or I can, as Jesus warned Mary against, see what God does on earth and become attached to what he's doing on earth. Sadly, then I become attached to the thing, to the material. I become attached to Christian society and my church rather than being attached to God, who is in every church, dear ones. In fact, God is in every place. A dear, dear friend of mine, I would say one of my very best friends, who has loved me incredibly in my life. She's like a sister to me and her mom and dad were alcoholics. Suddenly one day they stopped drinking and told her that they were saved. Shortly after that, she sent her brother to go to the church that they went to with her because she wanted to know what was going on that made such a difference in her parents' life and genuinely she thought they were wacky. He came back saved. Later on, she got saved when they went out she would listen to the preaching tapes and read the bible and hide it when they came in then she would leave her father silly little questions about the bible to try and trip him up he would answer them and pray for her she got saved a little while after that they were in a church and one friday night a lady came round just to talk and she asked for prayer so they prayed together the next friday she bought a friend. The Friday after that, more people came. Then after that, more people came. And it turned into an impromptu Bible study. They didn't plan it. They didn't promote it. But people came because the power of God was there. The church found out and threatened to exclude them. The church decided they'd started their own meeting, but they hadn't. The Holy Spirit had. But the church was jealous because the church was where it was supposed to be at, where things were supposed to be happening. Dear ones, it's so important that we stop promoting how great our church is and start talking about how great the one is, who is the head of all churches everywhere. And in fact, the head of the church. We are all one. We may meet separately, but we're all one. And there is only one head. My church, my place of worship is no better than yours. No matter what great things are going on. I find it so sad when I hear people talk about how great a church is or a Christian band or a worship group. Because I really feel they've missed the point. Yes, it's wonderful to have churches that are alive in God. Thank God for them. Yes, it's great to have worship groups. And yes, it's great to have Christian singers. And yes, it's wonderful to have people who speak forth the the word of God. All of these things are taught about in scripture. They're promised from God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's about the power coming upon us. But we need to talk about the power not the evidence. The evidence shows us the one who has power. The evidence points to the one who has power. We should be touching that evidence to see who God is, not becoming attached to that evidence. Finding the kingdom of heaven after Easter means we have to get these things sorted out. Jesus then appeared to the men on the Emmaus road. They're walking down the Emmaus road and they're talking about the scripture. They're trying to understand how this can all happen. And Jesus appears. He asks them what's going on. And they say, how can you not know? So they tell him. As they continue to walk, he gives them light so they understand the scriptures in a new way. In all of these circumstances and people, Jesus was basically giving them a bigger picture. He was giving them the light that God has in a circumstance. Scripture can be so misread. It can be totally misunderstood. You can talk it out and talk it out and talk it out. But until the Holy Spirit comes, you won't have light from that scripture because he comes to enlighten you to teach you, to feed you, so that you can understand God's way. You see, two people walked down a road together, but without the third, they had no understanding. Jesus said, he who has ears, listen. In other words, you need to have the ability to hear what God is saying, to be able to understand what he is saying. And if you can understand it, obey it pay attention to it, and listen to it. The two men on the Emmaus Road could have talked about the scriptures for hours, for days, but they would never have seen what they saw when Jesus came. Thomas could have talked about the crucifixion and the disciples could have talked about seeing Jesus, but Thomas would never have had faith until Jesus came. Mary would have cried because Jesus was dead, Then she would have met him and she could have clung on to him in his human but resurrection body. But she would never have received power until the Holy Spirit came. And Peter could have had all the passion in the world and strived and struggled and fought and persuaded and preached. But he would never have had power until the Holy Spirit came. Until Peter realised God's way is so much bigger than mine. Until Mary realised God's power is so much bigger than anything on earth. Until Thomas realised God really did it. God really has the power to do it. God did it and God came to me personally and God proved himself to me. It became personal for every one of these people. It was personal for Peter. It was so personal for Mary. It was personal for Thomas. And it became personal for the men on the Emmaus Road. Those men would never have seen in Scripture the truth, the reality, or understood the prophecies and power of God without the Holy Spirit in human form walking beside them and enlightening their eyes. God's power is absolutely real and genuine. It's powerful, but it's out of this world. And there's nothing in this world that shows God's power like the Holy Spirit can prove it to us on the inside of our beings. There's nothing we can hold on to. There's no one we can talk to, there's no power and strength that we can have and there's no proof that we can find that will ever, ever in a million years be as strong as having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. For our relationship with God to be understandable, for us to understand his promises. For us to be relevant in our world, then we must look to the power of God and not the evidence. The evidence just shows us the way. The evidence points to him. If you attach yourself or be attached just to the evidence, my dear ones, you will find only that which is of earth. It may have been affected by God's power, but he does not live for you to be attached to evidence. He lives for you to be attached to him. Peter was to agape God above anything else, agape Jesus and prefer him. Mary was not to hold on to anything of earth. Thomas was to learn through seeing what God had done, what God can do. And the men on the Emmaus road were to understand the scriptures because Jesus enlightened their hearts and minds and walked with them. Paul became very relevant to his day in his preaching because Jesus appeared to him too. He says that Jesus appeared to him. And then all of a sudden the power of God filled that man and his preaching was phenomenal. The letters we have all coming from his own hand because that man looked to the power of God. John saw a revelation of Jesus in the book of Revelation, another book that is greatly studied today. These men that we call great men of God, the great was because God lived with them, because they relied on God's power, because that which he did did not become the idol He was always the one they worshipped. In the book of Revelation, an angel appears to John. John bows down and the angel says, get up. Worship only God. If we want to find the kingdom of God after Easter, we have to ask ourselves a very important question. What am I worshipping? To praise is to speak forth affirmations of what we see. It's like seeing a beautiful woman and saying, wow, she's beautiful. But worship is commitment of my life. It's seeing that beautiful woman and marrying her and living every day of my life to love her, to serve her, to make a life with her. What am I worshiping? Peter worshipped his own sense of passion, his own sense of self, and his own sense of reputation until the day he agapeed God, for God was bigger. Mary worshipped the earthly and held on to many men until the day that Jesus said, Don't be attached to a human form, Mary. Wait for the power of God to come upon you. Thomas. Thomas worshipped his own way of seeing things. He worshipped the evidence of what he'd seen and no wonder he'd watched a man die. Until he saw the power of God bring that man back to life. The two men on the Emmaus road, well, they worshiped the scriptures and tried to understand things from the Bible. Until they met the one who made the Bible become alive or the scriptures become alive. Paul worshipped the way he saw things. He was like the men on the Emmaus road. He studied the scriptures and thought they said a a certain thing until Jesus taught him. And the first thing Jesus taught him, as I said yesterday, was that he was small and God was big. God is present. available to show me the bigger picture every day of my life but I have to see that even the best evidence on earth only points to him seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you I will speak to you again tomorrow all of my love God bless If you would like to support our work, you can find details at info at comebacktogod.org.